In a world where every diet you know is wrong. Well, not every diet. I mean... Yes, but almost every doesn't sound as good. Yeah, but... Shut up. One man stands alone. Well, not completely. I mean... It's time for Adam Martin, the No Breakfast Guy. And let's talk fast. Fasting, fitness, and fat loss. What's going on, guys, and welcome to the very first Let's Talk Fast podcast. I am so excited to get this going, and it's been a long time. I've been saying I was going to get this one started for I cannot tell you how long, but finally, this year, 2019, I set it as my news resolution that I was going to produce 52 episodes of this podcast, and I was going to do it once a week every single week for 52 weeks straight. And the reason why you might be listening to this now in February is I wanted to kind of get a few set up and done through January, upload them in February, and then every single Monday moving forward from this year, you can expect a brand new episode. And so here we are today. Again, I'm so thankful that you guys have come across. If you've seen me anywhere, be it over on YouTube or you're coming from Instagram or you're on my weekly, daily mail list, whatever it might be, thank you for coming across. And I really do hope you enjoy what I'm about to start talking about over this next year, two years, 10 years, however long we are here. But just know that I'm really excited about this. I've already got a couple of guests in line over the next kind of couple of months and I'm really excited about bringing to this podcast. What you can kind of really expect from this podcast is a short to, when I say short, it might be kind of 20 minutes to 40 minutes, um, depending on, I guess, what the topic is and what we're talking about. And if we have a guest and it seems to kind of run longer and everything's going really well, I'm not just going to pull it up short just because we're on a time schedule. But I don't want these things to be hours long. Um, I want you to maybe on your way to work or you might be at the gym or something that you might be doing already. You could throw the pot, uh, the headphones in. You can have a listen, learn something new about fasting, fitness, fat loss, food, whatever it might be in those kind of realms. But um, as a kind of play on words is with the title of the podcast being Let's Talk Fast, um, predominantly this podcast is going to be around the world of fasting and I guess how it can help you achieve your fat loss goals, your health goals, be that mental and physical. But again, I'm just super excited and uh, I put out a call yesterday, uh, two days ago. Now, um, now, obviously, I'm doing this on uh, midway through January, and you're only getting this sometime in February or whenever you may be listening to this. Um, but I put a call out on my Instagram stories and kind of asking people for topics that they wanted to hear more about. And the overriding um, kind of popular response was fasting and females. Um, kind of, is it safe for them? Um, what about when I'm breastfeeding? What about during pregnancy? And all of those kinds of things that get wrapped up in regards to female health and women's health. Um, and kind of attending to fasting. And so I thought this is the very first podcast that I'll do. I'll start it off with one that is kind of the most requested um, podcast and um, we'll just give it a go. And so what you can kind of expect to hear from this podcast today is we're going to talk whether fasting is okay to do during breastfeeding and pregnancy. And I also want to talk about um, the concerns that many uh, females have around uh, their hormones and whether or not fasting can adversely affect them. Um, And if that means fasting is safe or not safe for females. So um, men, if you are listening in on this one, I think that you also get something out of this. And um, if you've had, I guess, questions coming from your partner, um, that you might be able to kind of direct them towards this. Um, But mostly this podcast is going to be for the women out there. 
Um, and if you are currently looking at getting pregnant, you are pregnant, or you've just had a new bub, congratulations. Um, and whether or not kind of fasting during your breastfeeding stages, be that for the first couple of months, or if you're breastfeeding for a couple of years, whatever that might be, is it going to be safe during that? Um, and then just in general, for women's health in general, is it safe to do um, on a day-to-day basis or looking into some extended fasting and things like that? So let's just dive straight into it um, and get right to the kind of main point I want to bring apart this with regards to pregnancy and fasting. And um, I cannot see in any situation at all why you should be looking to take up or kind of really ramp up your fasting protocols uh, when you're pregnancy. Um, there's so many religions out there, and almost every religion has some sort of fasting um, element attached to it. Um, I'm not a religious man, so I don't know the names of these, but I think they're kind of Lent and Ramadan and things like that for um, the Jewish religion and um, Muslim re- religion. Um, and at each of these times, those religions actually exclude females from the fasting um I guess, protocols that they might be attending to during that time because the number one factor during pregnancy is the health of your unborn child at that time. And so you shouldn't be looking to doing any sort of kind of fasting um, during that time. If you've been fasting for years in regards to you skip breakfast, which is, I guess, the main protocol that I talk about when we talk about fasting, um, I do want you to kind of be of the understanding that if you kind of miss this odd meal here and there because you're feeling sick or you're nauseous or you've got some morning sickness or um, you just happen to be busy at work and you miss lunch or whatever it might be, know that there's probably not going to, no, there is not going to be any adverse um, uh, kind of effect on your um, child um, at that time. But what I want to try and just separate the two in that if you kind of miss a meal here or there or you're feeling unwell and you miss a meal or whatever it may be, that's completely different from kind of taking up some sort of fasting protocol where you might look at doing 24-hour fasts or a three-day fast or kind of severely restricting your calories um, over this time. This is not a time to be looking um, at your kind of physical appearance and your kind of weight and things like this. Everything you do during this period um, of time should be geared towards your child's health or your unborn child's health um, and kind of how they are going to develop in the womb and how they're going to then develop um, once they're born and kind of moving forward. So I really want to put a big emphasis on this point in that if you are pregnant now, please stay well away from fasting, any any sort of fasting that is, um, and that includes the no breakfast life. Um, but as I said, you can certainly um, skip a meal here and there, and that's not going to be um, of any real concern. Now, the other one we obviously want to talk into is breastfeeding. Um, this is something I get talk, um, asked quite frequently. Um, it was something my wife asked me when um, she was uh, I'd probably say about two or three months um, after our daughter was born, uh, because I had been asking or trying to get uh, Amy onto my wife Amy onto um, the no breakfast slice for years before this. Um, and um, I guess, like most partners, we never like to kind of admit that we might be wrong or kind of do something that our partner tells us to do. I certainly know that uh, my wife and I have that relationship. If Amy tells me that I should be doing X, Y, Z. Um, even though I might think that yeah, that's probably a good idea, I don't like hearing it coming from her, and I know she is exactly the same in that um, being an exercise physiologist myself, I've tried to write her programs in the past and things like that to kind of help out, and she kind of, unless she comes to me asking for that help, me trying to offer that help is uh, never um, something that kind of goes down well. So um, 
but at some point, um, as I said, it was probably two or three months after Amelia was born, Amy was breastfeeding at the time, and she had been having trouble, uh, I guess, losing some of that baby weight. She thought that it would start coming off, and then so she came to me and said, Adam, look, you've been telling me to get on this no breakfast life forever. Clearly, a lot of your clients are having um, success with it, so all right, tell me what can I do? Um, and she started kind of really loosely introducing skipping that morning meal, um, slowly pushing it out. By no means did day one she just go to kind of two o'clock in the afternoon and skip um, you know, all of that morning meal. Um, and I can say anecdotally for my wife, for my one case scenario, um, it worked very well. I've since had many, um, I guess, postnatal women come to me asking about this. And the main kind of response I give to every single female that I have asked this is that it's a case-by-case basis. Um, again, just like being in the pregnant phase, um, the health of your child and well-being of your child should be the absolute paramount. Of course, you've got to take care of your health and well-being as well. But at the end of the day, it's your child's health that we want to make sure is kind of at the utmost importance at this very early stage. And making sure you have ample milk production is very, very important. And there have certainly been cases, I've certainly had clients who might have gone back to getting in the no breakfast life or looked at starting the no breakfast life while they were breastfeeding and had a reduction in their milk we would stop their fasting protocol, whatever it might be, immediately, head straight to your doctor immediately, and tell them what you've been doing over that kind of last couple of weeks, months, whatever it might be, and that you have now seen this change, and only you can know that change um, that you've seen in your body. Your milk has gone down, your child seems to be hungry or complaining, or whatever the differences might be, you are probably the best person to know that, and so you have to kind of pay attention to your body and kind of really listen to it, And while you might want to stay on it because you're starting to see some fantastic results and you're losing weight and you're feeling great, if the health of your child is starting to be affected by something that you are doing, you need to adjust that and attend to that as soon as you possibly can. And so, again, I'm going to err on the side of caution and say I think that most females probably shouldn't be taking up, at the very least, some sort of fasting protocol um, during their breastfeeding stages. If you've been someone that has been used to kind of the no breakfast life or some sort of fasting protocol for years before you fell pregnant, if you get back into some of the protocols that you were doing before you were pregnant, I think that you'll have far less chance of having an adverse effect because your body has been used to it in the past. But if you're looking at taking that for the very first time, I'd say just be patient. Get back into a normal routine of life. Enjoy this time with your new baby. Don't worry about your kind of body shape and trying to get back into the bikini before summer or whatever it might be. There is so much time to get to that. So don't worry about it in this very time when you kind of should be spending time with your child, making sure your child's health and well-being as well. And as I said, slowly starting to bring your health and well-being back into light and kind of making sure it is um, something that you do take care of, obviously, in the long term. So they're the two big points I wanted to get across where Pregnancy and breastfeeding, really there should be no reason why you should be taking up any fasting during these two times. Um, But also understanding that if you do um, skip a meal here and there, that it's probably not going to have major adverse reactions whatsoever. But the big one is if you have any changes whatsoever, get to your doctor straight away. Now, the real crux of this um, podcast that we're going to really talk about today um, is, I guess, around female hormones. 
Um, obviously, female hormones are vastly different to, or kind of how they interplay with their body, uh, your body as well, is vastly different to the male hormones. We do share some hormones, but I guess the female hormones that, um, I guess most females will kind of hear about and kind of hear that have negative, um, I guess, potential negative outcomes on their body um, has to do with kind of you know, skipping um, periods or having issues with um, maybe early onset of menopause or metabolic disruptions and things to kind of your sex hormones and things like this. And look, the question around whether fasting um, for females is negative um, is probably one of the most common questions I get asked, um, aside from does milk in my coffee break my fast or does lemon in my water break my fast? Those kind of topics are far and above the most popular questions I get, or most common questions I get. But right next to that is, Adam, I'm a 22-year-old, I'm a 17-year-old, I'm a 56-year-old, I'm an 85-year-old female. I'm wondering if fasting is safe for me because I've heard many concerns, and those concerns are completely legitimate as well in that if you do hear these kinds of things, of course you're going to be concerned that, well, maybe it is going to affect me negatively and this is something I should be doing. And so I want to kind of just talk to these um, and kind of give you, I guess, my, and I'm going to say limited knowledge on this. Um, and I have a podcast guest that I've already reached out to that specializes in female hormones and helping kind of um, if you are low on certain hormones or you're kind of high on certain hormones, you have issues with female hormones. She specializes in this practice and she's already agreed to come on the podcast and so I'll get her on as soon as I can. And she's going to talk to much more detail um, on this, not necessarily in relation to fasting, but just female hormones in general and what you can do to kind of help that through diet, through exercise, through medications if that's needed and things like that. So I want to kind of just preface this by saying that this is certainly not my area of expertise. But I've written a couple of blog posts on this on my website, and I do obviously field questions about this. And so obviously I've gone away and done my own research in my time. Um, and I'd like to think that I have some level um, of kind of knowledge on this that might be able to help you here, here and now. And I guess the main two ones that kind of most people um, will kind of bring about now, they not, might not know the names of the actual hormones, but kind of the effects that they're having, you might know, um, kind of had heard concerns about. But mainly they're kind of revolving around the sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone. Now, I wrote a, a, po uh, sorry, a blog post on this over on my website, and the section I'm about to read you now is just word for word for the, um, the blog post that I did from there. Um, because I took a lot of time writing that um, blog post and I think it um, explains it in um, great detail. So for me to try and paraphrase that now and try and come across um, as kind of um, succinct as I possibly can to give you some sort of value, um, I know I'll mess it up. So this next little section here comes straight from my blog post. And if you've been on my website, you would have already read this, but here we go. Um, one such reaction occurs when the hypothalamus, now very science-based, but you'll understand where I'm trying to get. Um, hypothalamus releases a hormone called gonadotropin-releasing hormone, or GNRH, which tells the pituitary gland to release luteinizing hormone, sorry, LH, and follicular-stimulating hormone, FSH. So many of you probably have heard um, if you've had any issues with um, your hormones in regards to sex hormones and issues with getting pregnant, you would have certainly heard LH and FSH. Um, and there, and how they 
act on the ovaries and they act on the ovaries in um, in the testes, sorry, they act on the testes in men um, and the, they trigger production of estrogen and progesterone which are needed to produce a mature egg and support pregnancy. Now due to the very precise and regular timing of this cycle in females, if this does not occur then everything can be put out of place. These pulses of GnRH can be sensitive to the surrounding environment and so fasting can throw this process off. If all of that went over your head, you are just like me and need to be more simplified explanation. So let me kind of give you the simplified analogy that kind of might seem easier to understand through here. So what I then went on to say was think of your body as an airport and the hypothalamus is the air traffic coordinator and his radar screen in front of him. If it looks like two planes are going to crash, a message is sent to each plane to tell them to change their path to avoid an accident. In the case of your body, the air traffic controller is a hypothalamus telling the plane, which is the pituitary gland, to make an adjustment which causes the outcome. So what I wanted to kind of get you across from that is that your sex hormones and your hormones in general are very much affected by the environment around you. And while the scientific community certainly, I can't say has no idea, um, there certainly is very... Uh, there's no real consensus among a lot of differing kind of scientists in regards to why females hormones seem to be so much more affected than male hormones due to outside stresses. Now, that outside stress could be coming from the addition of fasting. And even if it is only a few hours in the morning that you're missing a meal or um, if you're looking at kind of doing 24-hour fasted or you've trialed um, even longer fast into that, that is a stress on the body. Now, I look at it coming from a positive stress and um, obviously we're going to talk about kind of mental health and stress and things like this in later episodes. But if you come to fasting in a positive way and how it's going to benefit you, this is a stress that I believe is good for your body. Now, sitting at a computer eight hours a day in a job you hate with a boss that screams at you all day, that's a stress you don't want in your life. And this could also be a factor that affects you and how your hormones are kind of intermingling with each other and how they're having the, um, I guess, the effect, be that good or bad, on your on your body. And so if you're already in a very stressed um, state in that you do have this boss that screams at your day, you're in a job that you hate, you then go home, your partner might be abusive to you, be that physical or be that emotional, um, you've got kids that are screaming at you, running you, um, driving you mad up the wall. Um, what else are we doing? You, you might be over over training at the moment, just doing a whole lot of training because you just want to get out of the house and train and it's your kind of peace time, but you're going too much, too hard and doing too much. All of these things are, are stresses on your body. And while your body might be keeping up with them and not having any adverse effects, it might just be that fasting is that one that kind of breaks the back or one of the straw that breaks the camel's back um, and then it kind of puts you over the top. So I'm not saying that fasting itself has the negative effect, but you gotta understand that it is a stress on the body. And if it is combined and kind of introduced into your life in a place where you're already in a highly stressed state, that it could be a factor that kind of adversely affects you. And like I've set up above with regards to um, pregnancy and breast uh, feeding, if you have any issues or any concerns or any changes in your period cycles or um, you know fluctuations in energy and things like this that kind of seem out of place to you, do not hesitate. Call up your doctor and head on in there and tell them exactly what's going on because you 
and you alone are the best person to kind of know how your body is, how it is reacting day to day. And if there are to be any changes, are those changes drastic and are they different that are kind of affecting you in a negative way? And you just got to get to your doctor. You got to go and have these things checked out. And you females are far better at this than us males are. Us males, and I'm prime example, just uh, last year, um, I actually had my gallbladder removed. I'd been dealing with, with that kind of gallbladder pain for over three years until I was rushed in the back of an emergency um, ambulance to the hospital where I then, two days later, had surgery to remove my gallbladder. It took an emergency ride in the back of a hospital for me to actually act upon that. But you girls are usually far better at kind of getting on top of these things, listening to your body, and acting on them early. And so if you do feel anything whatsoever that seems out of place, head to your doctor. Um, and as I said, the solution can be as easy as reducing some stress in your life. It might be that you need to go on a holiday and that holiday can be enough of a time away where your body just settles down, the hormones kind of start leveling out, your body starts reacting properly and you start seeing your periods come back into line and how you're feeling come back into line. Um, but there could be um, some more serious issues going on that you need to attend to and you need to kind of um, have checked out. And uh, if you don't have those checked out, they could be adversely affecting you for years to come. And the last thing you ever want is, um, you know, you, you might be a 23-year-old female right now, stressed out of your eyes, missing periods, your hormones are all over the place, and that you adversely affect your chances of having a child later in life. And, you know, if, if having children is something that's important to you, um, I would hate to think that, uh, you know, you could have done something earlier and um, affected uh, this for you and had a positive outcome later in life rather than just not listening to your body and just plowing on through, keeping on going with whatever you're doing, not listening to your body, not listening to the cues it was giving you to kind of help you out. So as always, as I said, go to your doctor, have it checked out. If you have any adverse reactions to anything you're doing, be that fasting or being the food you're eating um, and go from there. Um, I think that kind of touches on all of the topics that I really wanted to kind of go into today, talk about today. Um, but this is a conversation. I don't want these podcasts just to be a one way. Um, if you have any questions on these um, or anything that's kind of come up that you know might have concerned you, that you, you, you are feeling at time and I might have hit on a point that, oh, yes, that's exactly right, Adam. I have been feeling that. And you want to kind of ask me further questions. You know you can always hit me up on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is at the no breakfast guy with um, underscores under each um, or between each word. You can always email me at info at the no breakfast guy dot com dot com. Sorry, geez, where's my head going to at the moment? I also want to just on that, with any mistake that I make in this, this is a one take show. So you're going to hear me make mistakes. You're going to hear me mess up. Um, but I hope over time that I get more succinct with how I go about these podcast, but I'm not one that's going to highly edit it, these kind of podcasts so they're kind of polished, and I'm not a polished kind of person, and if you've watched anything you have on my Instagram channels, you'll, you'll know that, so I really want to make that kind of open here, and obviously that was a blunder with my words, um, but I want you to understand that these are one-take shows, I'm going to make mistakes, and you guys are going to come along with those journeys, and if you have a laugh at some of the mistakes I make, so be it, I'll have a laugh along with you. Um, but guys, that kind of ends, I think, the very first podcast that we've uh, had over here on Let's Talk Fast. Um, I hope it's been informative for you. Um, I hope you gain something out of it. I hope it's uh, 
if you're kind of been struggling um, with kind of maybe thinking about starting a fasting regime and you, you'd heard some things um, or you'd read some things that saying that fasting is negative for females and, you, and no female should ever try it, I hope this kind of clears some of those things up and you understand that fasting can be extremely beneficial for um, females just as it can be as, as extremely beneficial um, for men as well. Don't be scared off by some of these things that you hear. Yes, you are susceptible um, to outside stresses much more than men are, but the kind of, I guess, adverse effects that um, females can sometimes experience and the kind of females that can't maybe introduce a fasting protocol, they're just as likely as they are in men. And men have very similar kind of react, obviously not reactions with regards to some um, the things I've been talking about that, but there's things that men kind of go through as well. And I might, if you guys want, men and fasting, if you want to kind of hear um, something in regards to that, I can certainly do a podcast on that as well. But I don't want you got, um, girls, especially, to fear um, fasting. Um, I would say 80% of my, um, I guess, client base is female. Um, and I could tell you over the last kind of four years that I've been working into this world of fasting and working with clients on fasting and things like this, um, I could tell you on one hand how many females we've had to remove from um, my coaching program and our fasting protocol. Um, for some sort of adverse reaction that they've had. It just it doesn't happen um, as often as some of these doomsday articles say. Um, and most, um, if not all, females that I've kind of come across that are able to um, have a fasting protocol live very healthy lives, live very happy lives, achieving the results that they kind of came to me to try and achieve. Um, and I'd love to see you girls um, all achieving the results that you're after. And if that includes... A fasting protocol, great. I would love to um, uh, see that happen for you, and I really hope that uh, you achieve all your results. So, if you've liked this show, guys, I'd love you to hit. Um, if I don't know, I'm, I'm completely new to these podcasts. I don't know if there's some sort of like function on this, or maybe leave a review um, on this one for me. Hit subscribe um, on this, guys. I really would like. Um, you know, your, your support on this, that'd be um, greatly appreciated. If you've just dropped by this show and it's the only show that you ever listened to, thank you for stopping by. Um, and if you've learned something from this, guys, and this has been helpful in some way, um, I'd love you to do a favor for me. And I'm going to ask, ask this particular favor at the end of every single podcast, is that I'd just love you to screen capture um, your phone, because most people are probably going to be listening to the podcast on their phone, or if you're kind of listening to it in your car, maybe if you are not driving, you can take a, a picture of your you know, your screen that shows you that you're listening to this podcast and just capture that screen, post it to your story, tag me in that story or maybe send me the photo anyway and maybe write something on that photo of kind of what you learned out of this episode or what you got out of this episode. So, um, so then I can then share that and so by you saying what you've learned, maybe someone else who might have had certain questions might come across your um, picture and know that, oh, there's a podcast out, podcast out there talking about something that I'm interested in or that could help me. So um, let's be a community. Let's share this information. Let's kind of get it out there to help as many people as we possibly can. Um, as I said, if it's helped you, that's great. If it hasn't, cool. I hope I can help you in the future. Um, but that's been the very first episode of Let's Talk Fast. Thanks for coming on. I hope there should be many, many more to come and that every single one of you are on that journey. But for now, I'm going to sign out. Hope you have a fantastic day. Make sure it's your best day ever. I'll see you soon. Love you lots. Ciao.